your friends you're meditating when really you're not sure if you were napping? Do you start your morning with green juice but only because your body is deprived of nutrients from last night's whiskey binge? Do you Google the sign of every person you've had sex with, thought of having sex with, or sexted with? To see if you're astrologically compatible? If you've answered yes to any of these questions, then we've got good news. That's a retrograde is for you. Yay! That's so retrograde. It is so retrograde. I'm Stephanie Simbari. And I'm Elizabeth Cott. And I'm a Scorpio. And I'm a Taurus Aries cusp. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that says it all. <laughs> and scene. No. Um, I uh, am happy to be here with my very good friend Elizabeth Cott, uh, fashion maven to the stars. And I'm so happy to be here with um, my friend Stephanie Simbari, <laughs> funny lady to the stars. That means stand-up comedian in, in my head. Um, hey, let's think about how we introduce each other next time and not have it be super weird. Yeah. I uh, don't actually know how to describe what you do, so maybe you should take control of that. Well, I'm an entrepreneur in the fashion space. Oh, okay. And Perfect. a stylist. Perfect. Do you, you see, guys, see how that works? When you let someone talk about themselves, it actually makes a lot more sense. And I love talking about myself. Don't we all? So this podcast is going to be great. <laughs> um, I'm really excited to be here with you, Stephanie. Thank and to you. have this opportunity here. No one's heard of me, but I am a comedian. Stephanie is a comedian, and she's fantastic, and just got off of uh, opening for Whitney Cummings in New York. Mm -hmm. How'd that go? It was really great. I had so much fun, although I never want to go back to winter ever again. Right. Because it was so cold. Because we're here in Los Angeles. I just kept drinking because it was the only option. No amount of sweaters can give you the kind of warmth that a ton of whiskey can give you. Oh, wait. So um, That's a Retrograde is why we're here. We are that's here. That's the title of this show. I've just always thought we've had faces for podcasts. <laughs> Indeed. But let's talk about um, why we want to do a podcast that relates to astrology and New Age stuff. I mean, we live in L.A., so it's a place where we are constantly being pressured to drink juice, do yoga, and go to all agape. That, all that hippy-dippy shit. All that stuff. And I feel like people make fun of me, and I understand why it's to be made fun of, but I also want to understand deeper why it's serious. Exactly. And I think for myself, um, in in just seeking knowledge and curious about, for instance, what retrograde is, the information that is available on the internet, it just kind of wasn't speaking to me. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to ask questions and get answers and um, look at things with a critical eye and learn some stuff and also tell dick jokes. Oh. So that's why we're here. And also I think like astrology and spirituality and these things give people, give me like a map of how to deal with everyday life. And I take that very seriously. Like I was never really religious, even though my grandparents were and I was raised Jewish, but I never really resonated with like any sort of organized thing. And once I found like yoga and I found meditation, I started to feel like, okay, now I have some sort of like thing that I can rest on. A guide, exactly. A map. Um, and then I just became that person. Very similarly. But it doesn't help. It doesn't always. Like, I'm still, like, just a person who's like, but why is everything so hard? Yeah. Like, why is it so hard? Why is it so hard? But I think that the acknowledgement of the struggle, shall we say, um, just the day-to-day -day things that are thrown our way, uh, it's a new challenge because – the way uh, our society is now and our culture is we're constantly connected to internet, to our phones, information, things just coming at us so rapidly. And I think that that uh, 
can be a barrier to us staying connected with ourselves. Yeah, including this podcast. Right. I mean, not that it's a block, but like it's just another thing that's adding to space. And hopefully we can offer like a tool yeah. and like a relationship. And also they took Oprah Radio off Sirius XM. <laughs> so I'm just here to fill that void. <laughs> Personally, that's my mission in life. Um, Perfect. Just want to live our best lives. That is what it is. We just want to live our best lives. And there's so much to learn out there. And we want to bring that to people and to ourselves. I have. So what we hope to do here with That's a Retrograde is to pro- provide answers and explore deeper topics that maybe people just glaze over and don't really know that much about. For example, like astrology, crystal healing. Uh, today we have an incredible I'm so excited. person who is a feng shui expert, Dana Claudette, and we're going to learn how we can reflect our outer space to make our inner space more peaceful. Because Lord knows. We need it. Bless this mess. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> That's what I say every day when I walk <laughs> over all my clothes. Bless this mess. <laughs> Shit. Okay, so before we meet Dana... Let's just talk about briefly that we are in a retrograde period right now. Funnily enough. Yeah. Life imitating art, shall we say. Indeed. The name of the show is That's So Retrograde. What the fuck is retrograde? Okay. So right now Mercury is in retrograde. Yeah. Yeah. We established that. Is the planet of communication. I just know butted you so bad. Bad improv. I know. My goodness. Yes. And Stephanie. (laughs) Uh, Mercury is a planet of communication, travel, and learning. So every planet has different properties that are said to like affect human life in a different way. When Mercury goes retrograde, uh, it appears to be going backwards in its orbit. Which in actuality, Mercury stops. Yeah. It stops. It goes direct. Stations direct. And from our eyes, it looks, if you can see Mercury, if you happen to have a telescope in your backyard, uh, it would appear to be moving backwards, but in actuality, it's staying in one spot. So there's just like a lot of that kind of energy coming at us right now. And I would say that's exactly what it feels like. So this Mercury retrograde, which tends to happen three to four times a year, began January 21st, ends February 11th. So we're really in the thick of it at Mm -hmm. the moment. And it's all about... um, sort of going back into your past and revisiting, reevaluating, relearning lessons that maybe you haven't fully flushed out. So that's why a lot of times when Mercury is in retrograde, people are super stressed out. Um, Communication becomes an issue. There's a thing with technology that it starts to go on the fritz. And it's really a means of you evaluating areas of your life that you haven't fully worked out. And if that's true, Mercury is going to make you look at them again. I I love the idea of, of the re in retro. Uh, I think it's a much uh, scary and less scary and intimidating, less intimidating way of looking at it when it's just an opportunity for us to stop and take a breath and look stop at and the take things. a breath and reevaluate some mm-hmm. stuff. Um, really interesting. Uh, one of our favorite sources online, mysticmama.com for astrological insights, mm-hmm. had a little uh, write up on this particular retrograde and Robert Wilk- Wilkinson, this expert. Uh, says, this will be another important retrograde where the past will be reviewed to see what we can and cannot bring with us into the future in mid-February. Renewals, returns, reconnections, reunions are promised by this retrograde. So I think, again, with the re, Mr. Wilkinson is on board with that idea. And it's not always, doesn't always have to be something like... Physical. Physical. It's, it's... I think for me, a lot of challenges have come back in where it's like I, it's, I've been put to the test. Emotional things that um, are what 
create your own view of yourself and create the way that you function in the world that might not be serving you exactly can like be broken down right now and I feel like we're both experiencing that right so for instance um that this really gnarly situation happened in my place where I live I have about an eight unit building came to my car one day it was keyed the shit out of like somebody three panels just completely deliberately keyed my car I had zero context for it cut to a week later I'm home at 5 30 in the afternoon which is never the case my neighbor comes screaming pounding on my door telling me I have zero regard for anybody da 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 going off and um ends up showing me a picture of how I had parked the week before which was the day that uh, my car got keyed and it completely providing context for this keying that I had none. So it was literally someone showed up at my doorstep and was like, here's why you're an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> but what it was is how to handle that because yeah, I did, I did a shitty thing. It wasn't, re- it, it wasn't in regard to what I wasn't respecting. I think like the, the driveway parking situation, which okay, I fucked up, I made a mistake, it happens. But when someone called me out on that, it was how to react from that. And um, I I'm, I think I handled it really well. Yeah. He also kind of was like mirroring everything my mom used to say to me when I was 15 years old when I was, you know, she was like, you're disrespectful, you you don't have any regard for others, blah, blah, blah. It was all, it was you're all like, coming. If you wanted me to be more respectful, you should have given me a sibling because <laughs> this is your fault. I only know how to be alone because so, I'm an only yeah, child. Yeah, so that was just an interesting example in my life of A, like just weird things getting muddied and then also getting a, a really heavy dose of, of a reevaluation. So I think the lesson here is like when that happens to not like let it stress you out because I know you did get really stressed out and you were upset but then you took a beat and you realized that it was a challenge and how you are supposed to deal with those situations because that's not gonna be the only time in your life when an adult man comes at you with some serious heat. Ooh. I mean it's just true. Like yeah. if you're gonna be a boss then you're gonna have to deal with situations like that. Of course. And it, I think and what's cool is is being in a place at 29 years old where I can – somebody who's, like, really heated and upset and all of that, and I can just make the choice not to meet them there. Yeah, that's so hard. And um, handle it in a, with integrity and in a way that I can be proud of how I handled somebody kind of attacking my character, attacking, you know, all of that. But Totally. Retrograde, man. Yeah. What about you? What's happening with you? I mean, so many things. I don't even know where to start. Also, full moon in Leo, super intense. I feel like that's what I'm really getting affected by. It's like calling us to like... What does that mean? Yeah. It's like calling us to like be our true selves and like stop apologizing and just like... Leo is that really strong, intense energy where like it just is unapologetic and I feel like that mixed with like a little bit of like past confusion is like a really intense time to just... <sighs> right. Like I'm... I have to slow down and rest. Like right now for me, like I just need to rest. Because there's so much going on and I will easily get super freaked out if I just feed the energy and like go into it instead of being like, okay, I see you there. I'm going to let myself rest and let myself process that so that I'm not reacting to what is happening outside of me. Again with the re. I mean, it's all about that. All about that. Let's talk to Dana. I'm super stoked about her. I'm really excited to have Dana here. Let's help us redecorate. Let's let's redecorate. (laughs) It's a month into 2015. It is. And you and I have both been pretty actively 
making some improvements for the better. Yeah, trying to upgrade our lives so that we can thrive. Exactly. Just trying to live our best lives. Exactly. Um, You painted. I painted. I got new curtains. I got a new rug. Things are popping off in the Simbaria boat, I must say. I got say. a new shower curtain. I mean. <laughs> things, things are looking up. Thanks. Yeah, and so I thought we would have uh, Dana Claudette join us, who's here right now. She is here. Dana is a expert in feng shui and spatial planning and the science and art of it all. And law, do we need that? Law, do we need that? Um, welcome to the show. Thank, Thank you. you. Uh, you have a really cool website and a great ebook, but you, I, I came across you and your talents because you feng shuied a dear friend of mine's home, and it tur- looks amazing. I can't wait to see it. I haven't seen it since we did it. It looks, it looks so lovely. So tell us about feng shui. Feng shui is making your life better by making your space better. That's the easiest way to say it. Would you say it's more of a science? I think it's an art as well as a science. Mm-hmm. And I use a lot of science, which is really fun. Like, it's not just all airy-fairy. It's also really practical. Great. Yeah. Um, Stephanie and I both really kind of took point in this this past month of clearing some energy out of our house, which is why we're so excited to... But I kind of did it very, like, with no awareness of what I was doing. Like, I was reading your blog, and I was like, oh, yeah, I should clean out that front closet. Like, I don't really know anything about what I'm doing other than just throwing trash away. Well, you know, though, you had an instinct to do it. And the thing is, like, everyone's space is a mirror of their life. So Mm. everything that you feel is weird is reflecting something weird in your life. Hmm. So when you got an instinct, follow it, because it's always usually right. It's so interesting. So Stephanie did, like, a, a repainting yeah. of the house. Too many colors. Although I was reading your blog, and you were talking about how colors are so important. They are. And I was like, <laughs> maybe I was right about those colors. But it was just darkness in my space more than, like, there was dark corners where, like, a maroon met a red corner, and it was like... Mm-hmm. It was dark and also dark. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) It's really hard when you have so many colors. It's like every color is an emotion. Every color also affects you physically. So Mm. you have like all these different emotions and all these different thoughts like happening at the same time if you have so many colors in a room. Right. So it's probably better if you get it a little bit more... Right. Calm, cohesive, just a little bit. And then you can, like, clearly set an intention through the color without being bombarded by them. Yes. Okay. It's much better. Got You'll it. like it. Are there, it. <laughs> are there certain colors for certain intentions? There are tons. Oh, my God. Color theory is enormous. Mm-hmm. But um, I like in homes, like, for bedrooms, I like things to be as neutral or kind of um, – rosy but not red as Mm -hmm. possible um even blue is really good for a bedroom if it's light not really dark um there are colors that for instance green is like a super creative color it's a great color for offices it's an awesome color for bathrooms um there are so many ways to work with color I always tell people like your favorite color first but Mm -hmm. then Dark or light. If you do a really dark color, like your maroon and your red, it's going to affect you emotionally. Mm. And if you do a lighter color, it affects your mind more. Hmm. Interesting. I'm more of a whitewash person. 
I like I like all everything to be white and I like neutral furniture because I feel like my stuff adds so adds the color. Does that make sense? It does. It does. Are also, you also a perfectionist? In some areas. But um she's proper. I'm proper. <laughs> <laughs> is what she um, is. <laughs> um but yeah, it's interesting. I think I think it's more so just like in terms of lasting purchases. Like it, I always feel just better going with with something more neutral. It's like feels like less of a, a commitment. You know, interesting words to use. Yeah, people always use words that always mirror <laughs> what their space looks like. Do you, do you commit to other parts of your life? Trying to. Okay, that's the new. That's the new uh, mode for 2015. Seems a bit. like you need a dark couch. Yeah, <laughs> seems like maybe, maybe. So, um, I had a really interesting experience about two months ago. My lovely cleaning lady pulled me onto my porch and in very broken English explained to me that the cactus plant that I've been nurturing for four some years has was holding me back in my life. What what's the symbolization when it comes to cactuses and cactus are like cacti? Cact- I don't know. <laughs> cacti are meant to protect themselves. Like you know, like some of them shoot out things at you. Like they're real dangerous. Like I actual almost- Needles? Like porcupine, like oh my type. god! I almost blinded myself on accident Ooh. with a cactus. So I hate them, and okay. they're meant to be protective. So if you are living in a place where it's like either dangerous or you have bad neighbors, like that's when people put cactus outside to kind of block the energy and create protection. Huh. But people who put cactus in their house and they please get it out. It's so dangerous. Like it's like present danger in your space put it outside and in a place that you want to protect rather than a place that I'm curious as to where your porch is because it might actually have been holding you back what changed when you moved it did you move it I moved I threw it out you did yeah and it it was beautiful too like it, it, it was a gift and it came it was so teeny and it grew to like three feet and um I I got rid of it it's on my I have like a little circular porch just outside of my living room May I ask a question? Yes, yes. Stephanie. She, she had an experience with her neighbors. Right. Which is weird. Okay, so you say they're meant to protect you against energy that's negative. Yeah. That was, like, important for you in holding your own space with, like, other things. Apparently, apparently the neighbors had been chatting about my It was, like, high school. It was really interesting. <laughs> um, but to that, so I, we, I just put together just some questions that we had. What way should a couch face when you walk in the house? Good question. Um, (laughs) If you walk into your living room, which not everyone does, but if you walk into your living room, you should see some place to sit. You shouldn't see the back of a couch. You shouldn't see – think about it really practically. What draws you in? You want your living room to be really magnetic Mm -hmm. because it's the gathering space usually for most places, even in studios, like your seating areas, like where you want people to sit and hang out. And if you're, you have to walk around something or you're back, you're facing the back of it, it's super uncomfortable, but it's also super uncomfortable for people sitting there. Mm. So if you're sitting at a sofa and like someone can walk behind you, you'll never quite feel comfortable. So you always want to make sure that everyone can see the front door and that huh. no one's back is to the door. I've got it all wrong. You've got to come over. What if, what, if, what if you're using it as a room separator? Yeah, like you're like I want to I want to mark space. sections sections. 
you can still usually do it and flip it around. I've rarely seen a space where you have to have a sofa that faces in one specific direction. Usually, typically, you can move it around or you can use a mirror mm-hmm. to kind of reflect so that people can be seated and looking and seeing a reflection of what's coming behind them so everyone feels safe and comfortable and at ease. Does so you can sense? have your couch facing the door if you have a mirror facing the couch. It's helpful. Okay. Let's talk about mirrors. What is it with mirrors and being by a heat source? It's just bad. I don't. It's I bad. It's bad in general. I just think it's it sounds so impractical. You know what I mean? Like I don't like, I don't like putting anything near a heater. I have a mirror over my stove, and someone told me that was a really good thing. Yeah, it's one of those. Um, it's one of those because old I'm super school. vain. <laughs> Look at me cooking. Because I like pretty when I cook. (laughs) It's one of those old school feng shui tips like, you know, put two ducks in a corner and you're going to get married next month. Um, It's it's thought that if you reflect the burners of your stove Mm -hmm. that you'll make more money. I don't think that that really is true. Okay. Um, So I don't think you really need that. So how far do you take it with things like the symbolism of the ducks? Like when you consult someone, are you you're more practical than like old school with that kind of thing? Oh, I think unless you love ducks and they're really important to you, like you shouldn't have. I mean, it's like getting taking all your power and putting it in like stuff that you bought at like onlinefengshui.com. <laughs> like <laughs> no, like it's super weird. Like I yeah. don't. I like the idea of empowering people, not taking everything and putting it into a little totem and, like, hiding it under your mm-hmm. bed. It's weird. Yeah. Speaking of which, this is a big thing. Things under beds. So I know that, right, but uh, obviously people have space issues and under bed is a great place for storage. It's a terrible place for storage. <laughs> Explain this to me because I, went, a year ago when I stopped storing things under my bed, things got really great in the, uh, bedroom department yeah. to the point where is it that was like, why I'm <laughs> to the point where I was like well maybe I should put some stuff back under this bed um so explain that for us when you when you sleep we're electric right like mm-hmm. we're electrical beings really absolutely so you're supposed to have energy circulating around you and feng shui philosophy when you sleep it recharges your whole body if you're storing things under your bed you're basically creating this huge block to your sleep to your rejuvenation to all of those things but on top of it, think about it this way. You're sleeping on top of storage. You're usually sleeping on top of stored problems. I've seen people store their crazy divorce papers under their bed. I've seen people store all sorts of things that they don't need or want. Baseball bats. Like You have no idea the things people keep under their bed. Most of the time, it's just indicative of the fact that you need to clear out other stuff in your life Mm -hmm. and take that storage and put it where it belongs or get rid of it. Where does it belong? Like, I just have so much stuff that I, like, I have one closet in my house that's just stuff I, like, don't use but can throw away. Then you need to throw it away. But it's, like, stuff from my childhood that my mom was like, here you go. I'm like, I don't know. I want to keep that stuff. Like, I'm not ready to just be like, I definitely am not going to give that to my future children or whatever, like, clothes that are winter. Like, everyone has a closet that has stuff that is just not constantly in use, right? Yes, and it can be I'm sure there's some stuff that you have in there that is not like yeah. your heirlooms from your childhood. You're right. And then also 
there's like so many ways to actually display some of it and like make some of it art, hang up some pictures, like actually use it. When anything sits untouched forever, it's like creating a giant block in your life. Wow. So if you can go in there, organize it, go through it, even if you keep it all, but it's organized and you know what's there, it ceases to be that block. Right. My mind's just You're like, making me question yeah, so much about my life. I'm like, I've got a lot to work on right now. What and about, what about mirrors in the bedroom? I have heard every single crazy thing, like, you know, your spirit sees itself and gets shocked in the morning. I mean, I don't really believe in any of that. I think you shouldn't have more than one mirror in any room and never have mirrors facing each other. That's the weirdest energy thing ever. Um, otherwise, mm. I don't like the idea of a whole mirrored wall. It's too much energy. Mirrors have a lot of energy. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you walk into a space, there's a mirror, you're like, ah, like you see yourself. It it's it makes everything double. Yeah. So you want to make sure that if you do have giant mirrors, like mirrored doors, hang a curtain, contact paper, some of it, wallpaper, some of it, do something, even take one door out. Make it less so it's not so intense, but a mirror is not going to ruin your life. I have two mirrors facing each other right now. I'm freaking out. (laughs) I've had four panic attacks since this conversation started. I need to change my life. What about Dana? What are you going to do? You need to come help us. I will. Where are we supposed to put their trash cans? As long as you don't let trash accumulate, Mm -hmm. it's not like the biggest deal in the world. Don't keep a trash can that's weird and gross out in the open, even if you keep it empty, but just keep them constantly clean. That's the most important thing. That's good. Okay. I like that. And then to, to the, to the cactus idea, dead flowers. My mom keeps dead flowers and like, like dried flowers, you know, and like thinks that they're pretty. And I think that it's like stagnant energy. I I have had many people. It's a weird thing. It's like I think it's popular again mm-hmm. to do dried flowers everywhere. Um, and people are like, is it death? Am I symbolizing death? If it's your art and you love to do it, it's totally fine. Just I always say try to balance it with live flowers too. Like it's real weird when you walk into a house and everything's dried up. So yeah. you have to also have a balance of if that's like – the dry, you also have to have the fresh. So I, for everyone who loves like tons of dry flowers, I'm like, then turn your house into like a huge floral thing and just keep getting fresh <laughs> flowers. And then it won't feel really creepy because it right. feels very creepy. It's very draining to be in a house where everything's dried and hanging and there's like, you know, that wicker yeah. feeling everywhere. So like the yin and the yang it needs. It needs fresh as well as dried. Um, Can we go back to the beginning of Feng Shui? Like where... I mean, I think everyone in culture kind of know, like, has heard of it, but no one has really. We we haven't even touched on like how this originated. Like, it's thousands of years old. It's thousands of years okay. old. It's thousands of years old. It was created for basically for survival. Um, it was entwined heavily with different forms of Buddhism and a lot of almost black magic, which people don't acknowledge because no one wants to admit it. And Hmm. it had sort of evolved more and more and more. It went from being like, oh, this is how to best survive to this is how to become super wealthy. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It really got um, more superstitious, more mixed in with an idea like almost like spells and 
potions. There was all sorts of stuff that got mixed into it. And then when it came here, like when it hit the West, people started studying the the collision of space and life scientifically. And it wound up being that space super affects your life. And like science has, there's like so many studies now that all sorts of space affects your life super profoundly. Hmm. So Western forms of feng shui take like all the tools that are more practical and have proven over a few thousand years, which I think is pretty scientific in itself. Yeah. And then make them make sense within the context of all the knowledge that we have today about like color psychology and all sorts of like lifestyle choices and meditation. And when you work with it that way, it becomes this awesome way of, like I said, your home being a mirror of you. So when you change that reflection, you help to change yourself. And then how did you get involved in in studying this and how, what's your education like? Oh, it was totally random. I have a background in art. I'm, I'm, I had no interest in doing anything like this. I just wound up one day uh, being at home, realizing my house looked nothing like me. And (laughs) I've gotten really sick. I was stuck at home. I had a few months to get well. It was crazy. And so I just Googled it. And I was like, oh, (laughs) dear Google, This is great. I might as well just sign up to be a professional because there were no resources in 2005. Like, there was no Dana to like Google and be like, oh, these are the tips. Like it didn't exist. Mm-hmm. So I just signed up to be a professional. I was like, I'll just study online for now. And then it led to the next thing and the next thing. And I started a Tumblr and it became super popular. And then it just became this thing. And so I've so just awesome. made it my thing. And and what's your website? It's the Dow of Dana. It's fengshuidana.com. And you have a pretty fabulous and active Pinterest, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and is that just Dana Claudette or is it? The, it's all the Dow of Dana. The Dow of Dana. Fantastic. And I really appreciate your weekly newsletter. Oh, thank you. That's I awesome. try to make it really useful. I like people to use this stuff, not like talk about it. Like I want you guys to actually go home and do stuff. <sighs> I'm scared, Dana. You've really you've changed my life today and I haven't even gotten started on the changing. <laughs> Can you come over later? Come over, yeah, <laughs> definitely. I might be sending you some pictures of just like the house manic of- letters. I'll be Dana crying. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much thank for joining you. us and answering so our awesome. questions. We might have to do a part two because yeah. I have like follow. We might have to do Dana comes over. We work with her and then we upgrade and let, and let everyone yeah, know and discuss how our lives have changed for the better. Awesome. Thanks for being here. Thank you, guys. What a, what a bevy of information this show has been. I feel like we just learned that we need to change our lives. Yeah, but that's why we're here. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're doing fine, but we could be doing a lot better. I think you're doing great. Your trailer for your reality show came out this week. That's true. You guys can watch it on Oxygen.com. Check it out on Oxygen.com. They just rebranded, we- and Stephanie Simbari is the face of it. Oxygen very real. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. <laughs> Hashtag very real. <laughs> Hashtag very real. So the real. show's called Funny Girls. Mm-hmm. It'll be airing April 7th at 9 p.m. And then it'll be every Tuesday after that for eight episodes. Well, I, for one, am very excited about that. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much. And uh, where can we find you on the internet? Oh. Other than uh, entertainmentweekly.com. <laughs> no. Entertainment Weekly. Uh, at Steph Simbari, Instagram and Twitter. And... Um, 
I'm going to rebuild a website soon because apparently you need that in today's world. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to wait till after the retrograde is over. Great idea. I hear the kids are really catching on to web pages and, su- and the, such. So that's a good place to start. I am stephaniesambari.gov. <laughs> <laughs> totally. And you can find me at elizabethcott.edu. Amazing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> at elizabethcott on Twitter, at Closet Rich, which is the uh, fashion brand that I've put my blood, sweat, and tears in. Curated and created. Curated and created. Ooh, I like when we talk like this more. Should we start talking like this? Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So that's that's So Retrograde so, for this week, yeah, you guys. Yeah, you can check us out at So Retrograde on all the various social media platforms. And uh, for all of the and content. And that's so Yeah, you can get all the content we mentioned today right there. Mm-hmm. Ugh, you've got a face for podcasts. And, <laughs> and if you call Elizabeth before 10 p.m., she'll give you a hand job. Yep. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, guys. You're the best. You're No, you're the best. No, you're the best. Emu. <laughs> <laughs>